But our first guest this morning does a great job, great job as the overnight host, the other side of midnight, 1 to 5 every weekday morning, and really knows his stuff when it comes to these local elections. It's my good buddy Frank Morano. Francis, good morning. How are you, brother? Good morning. It's great to be here just a few days before Election Day. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right before the marathon, too, now that you're at it. Exactly. Uh, that's very exactly. funny, Frank. Very nicely done there. I uh, want to get to the uh, the big race, District 47. I, I fell into it. I had Nicole Maliotakis, Curtis Sliwa, and a host of others convince me that Ari Kagan, who I never really liked as a candidate, decent man, good man, but just didn't have it. You know, I, I couldn't really understand him when he spoke. He didn't have that... That um, that charisma that I think you needed to beat this creep, Justin Brandon, in Bay Ridge. And sure enough, Kagan got waxed. Wasn't even close. Were you surprised to see how badly Ari Kagan got beat? I, I was a bit. I, I wasn't surprised to see uh, Justin Brannon reelected. You know, he's represented a good portion of the district since 2017. And I had been saying since we've been talking about this race for a year that I thought Brannon would win. However, in the last month or two, it seemed I thought there was a momentum shift. You had uh, Brannon, in my view, mishandling the issue of the Palestinian protests and the, the migrant issue and then being attacked kind of mercilessly by his own county chairperson, uh, Rod. Nish Bashot, and I thought this was going to be. Uh, Don't you're you're leaving out. You're leaving out that he went after a kid who worked for him who was autistic, and that is that's actually that's not true. I mean, that came out with Nish Bashot. It's it's just not true. I mean, that was thoroughly. um, I I played the kid. I played the kid's audio on the show. The kid lied. uh, you know, I, I, I'm no, it's not true. No, no, that... no, it's true. I played the kid's okay. audio. The uh, kid didn't lie. He's not a liar. And it's also well, true that so it's that also true out, that, that Justin Brannon's in... hold on a second. Justin Brannon's band, mind you, the album cover takes a shot at Mother Teresa, calls her the mother of annihilation. All these right, things but... goes to show you that this is a bad guy. So that was all known when he was elected and reelected, every aspect of that. So the people of this district, and that was when the district was a lot more conservative. um, The people of this district went before redistricting, before this district included more Democratic areas. That was all known. Uh, But I did think it was going to be a little closer because of those issues. But um, he did a lot of work in the new portion of the district. And he was not universally loved in the old portion of the district. He did have his strong uh, cadre of devotees. But um, it it was very – it was – I never expected it to be as lopsided as it was. That's for sure. I think a lot of the Russian voters didn't turn out. Uh, Kagan, who, remember, was elected just two years ago as a a Trump-hating Democrat, he was counting on a, a lot of Russian support that just didn't turn out. You know, I look at it, uh, we'll get to Long Island later, which, uh, thank God for Long Island. Now you got two executives that are both Republican with Blakeman and Romaine. But in the city, what I saw yesterday, outside of Christie, we'll get to Christie momentarily, is uh, the people that won are alleged rapists, cop haters, and socialists. I mean, how can you stay in New York City? One by one, these are scumbags, including the kid in Harlem, who at the very least, at the very least, was wilding on that night of the alleged rape. Now this guy's a city council member. I just don't get it. But uh, as uh, surprised as you were about Brandon winning big, people were so surprised that Christy Mamato won big. I'm not at all. I mean, Mike Rendino, her brother, is a power player in the Bronx. Obviously, he's a GOP chair. And uh, Velasquez, I thought, had lost a tremendous amount of momentum the last couple of months. It was an upset, yes, 
But I'm not going with major upset. I know the people in that area vote Democrat, but I really thought Christie had a good chance to win, and she did. Yeah, she did. This is huge. This is the first time that the uh, Bronx Republicans will have someone in the city council representing them since the 1970s. You talk about her brother, the uh, county chairman, county chairman being a power player. He he is within Republican circles, but they've never won a general election under his leadership. This is a watershed moment for the GOP. A couple of things are important about uh, this race and the overall picture yesterday. One, the fact that uh, Marmorado won with Kagan losing. Losing, that keeps the Republican delegation in the city council at six. That is uh, more Republicans than they've had since the mid-1990s when uh, Giuliani was mayor. So that is a big number. But here's what the, the other thing. The Republicans have entered into this coalition with the moderate and conservative Democrats, people like Bob Holden, Common Yeager. They call it the Common Sense Caucus. As of now, there's eight members of the Common Sense Caucus. But one of the people that won yesterday in the 43rd district in Brooklyn, Susan Zhang, she is going to join that Common Sense Caucus. So while there's still going to be six Republicans, which is more than we've had in decades, there are now going to be nine members of that Common Sense Caucus. Nine members of any caucus makes them uh, quite a powerhouse in terms of dealing with the mayor, in terms of negotiating the budget, in terms of being a a backstop to things like uh, defunding the police and uh, speaking out on migrant issues. So I think you're seeing some really positive signs if you're a center-right voter in the city. Additionally, the margin by which uh, Vicky Palladino won in Queens and Ina Vernikov won in Brooklyn, I think is uh, is pretty staggering. And in the case of Vernikov, she did it with a very different playbook than what you normally see in these races. In that district, especially, there's this fellow, uh, I won't even mention his name, but there's this fellow that's considered a god in the Russian community. He's almost the Russian Al Sharpton. And uh, Vernikov basically told him to go to hell and that she was not going to buy any ads on his radio station, which he uses to extort Russian candidates in this district and has for years. No, she was and smarter. she said, no, she went I'm not, not going to play the game. And right. she still won in a landslide. She went on this radio station and came on with me. I mean, I don't want to take any credit, nor do I want to take any any uh, criticism for Kagan losing. But if you don't think that both Paladino and Vernikov won by large margins because of me, you're either naive or stupid. Of course they well, did. Well, I think I think they would even acknowledge that. I mean, in terms of <laughs> naivete and stupidity, maybe you're the one that's stupid by not extorting these candidates for the kind of money that uh, yeah. that other individual you're was right. asking no, for. You're right. You are right about that. You are right about that. Any other races? Uh, you mentioned a bunch of them that were important, obviously. Any other races before we go to Long Island and Jersey that uh, worth mentioning this morning? Well, in the city, I mean, I think the real missed opportunity for the Republicans is uh, that not running a candidate for district attorney in Staten Island. I think that's a seat they probably could have won. And uh, I think uh, four years from now, that's probably a seat that uh, if it's an open seat that the Republicans will target. Uh, the other positives, other than the expansion of the Common Sense Caucus, finally, after about 22 years in public office, Brooklyn will finally be done with uh, this cop hate 
rotating Black Panther retread, Charles Barron. He's gone. And uh, if it's difficult, I don't know much about Chris Banks, who's taken over for him, but it would be impossible to be any worse than uh, than Charles Barron. So I think that's certainly a, uh, a net improvement. This is Frank Morano, host of The Other Side of Midnight, who is uh, really terrific when it comes to this. A lot of stuff. Uh, let me get to Long Island. Um, obviously, Bruce Blakeman wins a couple of years ago, beats our friend Laura Curran. Uh, that was mostly Todd Kaminsky's fault, but uh, nevertheless, Bruce is a tremendous county executive in Nassau. Then you had Ballone, the Democrat, who a lot of folks mm. liked. He's a crooked guy. He's the guy that promoted that police chief who got caught in the park a couple of months ago. Right. Jimmy Burke, sex. yeah. Yeah, the whole Gilgo Beach thing. So I think Ballone's a bad guy. I'm glad he's out. And Ed Romaine, the Republican, gets the win. So now both county executives on Long Island are Republican. And Donnelly, Republican, DA, obviously. Uh, so you look at what's going on on Long Island. The Esposito, yeah. Lolita, Garbarino. Long Island has really turned red. That's the good news. Yeah, that's for sure. And it's not even just the races that you mentioned. In Nassau County, which is the bluer of the two counties on Long Island, the Republicans won all the big town supervisor races. Hempstead, Oyster Bay, North Hempstead. There are 100,000 more Democrat registered voters in Nassau County, but the Republicans won the city of Long Beach. They knocked off an incumbent Democrat legislator, uh, you know, Josh LaFazan, who I think was actually one of the candidates running against George Santos next year. And uh, they have now a super majority in the county legislature. That is not something that seemed likely just a few years ago when the Democrats controlled all the county races on Long Island. So you're telling me that if you're a guy like me, uh, Long Island's not an out. I'm lucky because where I live, of course, it's all Republican, all my neighbors. Not the politicians, mind you. I've got a guy like Gregory Meeks in my neighborhood who's the absolute worst. But if you're a Republican, Long Island is the place to live right now. They've done a great job. The city, not so much. And very disappointed uh, Frank Morano in a place I used to live where I love, Tenafly, New Jersey. A lousy day for Republicans in New Jersey yesterday. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.